0: welcome to film school radio the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com i'm your host mike caspar for three pivotal years muhammad ali and malcolm x forged a brotherhood that would not only change both men but change the world Blood Brothers, Malcolm X, and Muhammad Ali tells the extraordinary story behind their friendship and the ultimate falling out of two of the most iconic figures of the 20th century. Few people understand the bond these two men shared. The film is called Blood Brothers, Malcolm X, and Muhammad Ali, and we're joined today by the director of the film, and that would be Marcus A. Clark. Marcus, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: All right, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about this important
0: film. I agree, it is an important film because for a lot of people, who like myself, I think Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest Americans of all time, and for a lot of different reasons. And I, <laughs> I am a little bit late to the game with Malcolm X. I saw the film about him. Spike Lee did a wonderful job, but this is one really important part of his life, and it tells me an awful lot about him as a person and. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about how you uh, decided you wanted to move forward with this particular project.
1: Yeah. um, When I heard about the project originally in um, 2019, it was from Aaron Sampson, one of the executives for Kenya Barris. And Kenya Barris and Lightbox had bought the rights to Blood Brothers, the book um, written by Randy Roberts and and Johnny Smith. And so, you know, they were looking for a director to do this project. Uh, They told me about it. And I immediately was extremely excited and, and very interested to pursue this documentary. I had a strong knowledge of Malcolm X, his history and his background, and Muhammad Ali, his history and his background, but definitely separate, isolated. I didn't really understand just how close they were and that there was a real friendship here. So the first kind of initial steps of the research was just trying to determine whether or not the friendship was real and how much of it can we put on the screen, how much has been documented in archival material, articles and images and so forth. And so um, one of the first things I, I came across in the early research was, individual clips in which Cassius Clay at the time, Muhammad Ali, would refer to Malcolm X as his brother publicly, and Malcolm X referred to Cassius Clay as his brother publicly. And I thought this was incredibly compelling, but fascinating. And it really underscored that there was a real relationship here and that this was something that ran rather deep. As a documentarian looking to present new information and tell a story that largely untold and, and mostly unknown, people don't really know the extent of this relationship, Uh, I was extremely excited at the opportunity. So I kind of, I came up with kind of my perspective, my POV on how I would tell the story. I pitched what I thought were the most important kind of moments in their life in this kind of trajectory. And we took it from there. And, And Kenya hired me really you know, pretty soon after the pitch and we were off to the races.
0: Yeah, there's some film clips in this that I had never seen before. And I think for someone who's been around a little while, you think you've seen all of the clips of Muhammad Ali. They tend to recycle some of the same ones over and over. But there's some really early stuff here of him in Louisville talking about I believe he's talking about Malcolm X at that point and this happened during what period of time what what were the years that the uh, the two of them were close
1: Yeah so really this film is a uh, it's kind of laser focused on this 3 year window of time um between 1962 when they meet to 1965 more or less when uh Malcolm X is you know assassinated and so it's really just a three-year time period of an extremely uh, potent relationship and so that's really what the film focuses on of course we give a lot of backstory to Cassius Clay and his upbringing and and Malcolm X and his upbringing and we kind of uh there's a little bit of kind of parallel storytelling until their paths truly collide until they meet and so that's how we kind of lead up to it but it's really just this three-year time period which effectively changes the trajectory of their lives and the course of history
0: I think people who are somewhat familiar with the name Malcolm X may not know a lot about him beyond maybe they saw the movie, but I want to underscore just what a powerful figure Malcolm X was, what a, an amazing orator he was, his ability to convey a lot of information in a very concise way was part of his gift, but he had a certain style to the way he was mm-hmm. able to talk with people. It was very direct, It felt you felt very much like he was talking to you. When, when mm-hmm. I hear Malcolm X, it's a very, very close connection, I feel, with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me a little bit about your how you came to know more about Malcolm X, certainly over the course of this film, but what was your impression of him?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, my impression of, of Malcolm X has definitely changed throughout the process of making this film but like many people in terms of the history Malcolm X has always been one of my heroes you know he's a master orator he is someone who's incredibly not just intelligent but calculated with his words an extreme vernacular you know he was really um just so well versed in his studies and really using words that people could really relate to words that would resonate and there was a certain cadence to the way he would talk that was extremely direct and extremely kind of like like a knife it would just kind of cut through all the bs you know he used words for their intention for what they were meant for especially today when you listen to him is my opinion but there seems to be people have um, i think a much li- more limited vocabulary these days than they used to and so when you see malcolm talk it's not just what he's saying but it's how he's saying it and how he would take these kind of really difficult concepts these complex concepts and break them down into relatable words that really resonated. And so he would study systems of oppression. He would study, a lot of Malcolm X's work is in the study of, of systems, systems of oppression, systems of discipline, um, schools of thought. And so he would take these kind of complex ideas like systematic oppression or, or self-hate and he would break them down into ways that people who maybe weren't as educated in the traditional way could understand and, and they became tangible. And so he was an extremely effective speaker. And for someone like Cassius Clay, as you see in the film, he's, he would be an extremely effective mentor. When people look at this relationship, one of the things they have to remember is Malcolm X is, is about 17 years Cassius Clay Sr. And so he has a little bit more, not a little bit, he has more insight on the world, um, a little bit more wisdom on how things work. And because he was already in the nation and dealing with Elijah Muhammad, he was able to break down the teachings of Elijah Muhammad to Cassius Clay in, in a way that I think simplified the teachings and really gave him the confidence to, to achieve and to become the greatest.
0: Thank you for bringing that into our conversation, because they did share the, the religion of Islam. And so that was, was part of the reason why they bonded. But there's something about this three-year period, and as you're talking about it sort of comes to mind for me, and that is that Ali's speaking style seems to reflect Malcolm X is in his own way but mm-hmm. as we see in the very first part of the film we see these film clips of Ben Cassius Clay talking to the press and you can hear he's much more deliberate much more sort of measured in the way he speaks and within a very short period of time we hear the Muhammad Ali we know today and the, and the way good. he talks the cadence the the rhythm the ability to make creative kind of choices in the way he talks about something and mm-hmm. um i'd say the one one other thing about malcolm x it's just so striking to me in in that the, the sort of the timber of his voice was something that also sort of cut through like it just cuts through the air in a way i don't, I don't know if that makes sense but just some yeah. of that on that level as well but you can hear the change and see the changes and Muhammad Ali over this course mm-hmm. of this time.
1: Go yeah, ahead. yeah, no, I think that's a, I think that's a really important point and something that I hope people see when they watch the film, which is, you know, the, uh, imagine the effects of hanging out with someone like Malcolm X on a regular basis. The amount of information that would be rubbing off on you, the amount of insight, the amount of kind of calibrating how to navigate the world that could come from being alongside an individual like that, Uh, It's incredibly powerful. And I think it was incredibly powerful for Cassius Clay. And I think to your point, the Muhammad Ali we see later in life, kind of the, the outspoken advocate that we know of against the war and all these things, they have an origin. And I think you can, you start to see in this film that the origin very likely is Malcolm X. And it's very likely, yes, the nation of Islam, absolutely. But it's Malcolm because there are so many ways in which how he carries him—he's parroting Malcolm almost in so many ways, and that shouldn't be—that shouldn't be over overlooked. And you know, Miriam Ali, who's in the film, uh, Muhammad Ali's eldest daughter, she says he did pattern a lot of the ways that he spoke and carried himself. He patterned those things around Malcolm. You have to remember, in the you know, this is the 1960s. As we said, we're dealing with 1962 to 65. Race relations in this country are crazy at that time between segregation and and Jim Crow and just discrimination, police brutality, all these things are rampant at that time. And here you have Malcolm X, this charismatic Black man being extremely outspoken, speaking truth to power in a way that most Black people at that time were fearful of. You know, people were not comfortable speaking like that. You have to imagine that when Cassius Clay meets Malcolm X as a young man, he is not only just drawn to, um, but enamored by this man who's able to speak so freely without fear. And for who Muhammad Ali becomes, I think we all know how powerful it can be when when you adopt this mentality of not having fear. And that's something Malcolm X kind of embodied.
0: Remind our listeners that we're talking with Marcus A. Clark. He's the director of the documentary film Blood Brothers, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali. It is premiering on Netflix. Congratulations. Uh, I believe the ninth, I believe, was it the ninth? On Thursday, uh, September 9th. And check this out because it is, it's, uh, first of all, it's a really well done film in the sense of laying out the story, a story that you, again, we both know something about Malcolm X, we know a lot about Muhammad Ali but we don't know about them together and the impact that they had on each other. I just loved it. I just love the film. I got to tell you, truly, I don't want to get into too much detail. I mean, the nation of Islam, Elijah Muhammad kind of the, but, but I think that deserves a little bit of attention into into why they were close for three years and then they weren't. I mean, that's, that's not quite historically accurate the way I said that, but nonetheless, what there was a falling out.
1: Absolutely. A lot of people ask, ask me, you know, what was the thing that brought them together? Um, what was the bond they shared? What did they actually do together? And there there really isn't a, a simple answer for that. But what I can say is the faith is what bonded them. And the philosophy, the philosophy that came out of the nation of Islam is really what caused them to gravitate to each other. Malcolm X was already part of the nation of Islam at that time. And Cassius Clay had had been familiar, like had heard about the teachings and he was kind of getting closer to that philosophy, but he hadn't actually joined. And I think what some people will be surprised to see, um, you know, contrary to One Night in Miami, is it's not Malcolm X that actually brings Muhammad al Cassius Clay at the time into the Nation of Islam. It's actually a man named Sam Saxon, Abdul Rahman, who introduces Cassius Clay to Malcolm X. And he's already kind of starting to bring him into the Nation of Islam. And so the reason that this philosophy is so compelling at the time is because the Nation of Islam's message, the message from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, is essentially the opposite of what Black people are told in America. Instead of being told you're less than or you're inferior or you're subordinate or you're two-thirds of a man, the nation of Islam is saying you're divine. And in fact, you have a godly origin and you're the original man. And if you can undo these messages of inferiority, there's no limit to what you can accomplish. This is a really compelling message for African-Americans at that time. It's the opposite of everything we've been told. This philosophy is really what brings them together and joins them. And Malcolm is, is his mentor and really helping him to understand the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and what the Nation of Islam is really about. I think it's noteworthy for people to know that Cassius Clay was not expected to win the fight against Sonny Liston. Okay? He was the underdog. Nobody thought he was going to win that fight. But Malcolm X did. Malcolm X did think he was gonna win. Malcolm X believed in him. And you know, that's something that I think the historical record needs to account for. Is he was there in his corner when no one thought he would win. And then of course he wins and everybody wants to be his friend. And it's like, oh, we knew it. But in fact, the nation at that time did not encourage sports at all. They didn't encourage sports or athletic competition. So this was not something they were really favorable to until after Cassius Clay becomes the heavyweight champion. But Malcolm X was in his corner, you know, basically. These men believed in destiny. It wasn't like a, they really believed in destiny. And so this moment, this fight that he's going into um, is kind of a very pivotal moment for who Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali becomes in his
0: life. It's it's a wonderful film, wonderful story. If you know anything about Malcolm X, you know that he was assassinated at the Audubon Hotel on February 21st. Ballroom. Mm-hmm. Audubon, Ballroom. Ballroom. On February 21st, 1965, there's been a lot of questions about his assassination. Do you have an opinion?
1: I think that there's a lot of factors um, at work with the assassination of Malcolm X. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle. I don't come down on one side or the other, but I do think there was was a lot of uh, groups, you could say, that had a vested interest in Malcolm not making it out of that ballroom that day. And I think what the film does, you know, our film's really about the relationship and the friendship. So I don't really get into, pointing fingers, there's enough information to know he was on the outs with the nation. There was a lot of really kind of vitriolic talk going on at that time, um, name calling, in terms of painting him as a hypocrite and you know, getting as close as you possibly could to, to calling for something bad to happen to him. Um, but at the same time, you know, you have this active FBI surveillance, and most people look at surveillance as like this passive thing they're just watching. That's not what this was. This was a very active infiltration um, of the organization with the intention of bringing it down and disrupting it. And so we know enough from all the, the documents that do exist to know these intentions were there, but then the, the path starts to go cold. Yeah. I think it was probably most likely some combination of all these different elements that led to what happened on that day,
0: unfortunately. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me with that. I appreciate it. The film again is called Blood Brothers, Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali is screening beginning on uh, Netflix on September 9th, Thursday, September 9th. Be checking this out. Marcus A. Clark, thank you so much for being here today on Film School Radio.
1: Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me.